Hello, my name is Rick. <laughs> Ciao, Emily. <laughs> and this is episode 38. Trentotto. Of season three. Tre. Of Yonks Ago. I really gave it some gusto. Season three, could it be? Dolly B, who is he? Just another bit of history that we're going to get to know in a brand new little season of Yonks Ago. A father and a daughter putting on a show, finding out about people from Yonks Ago. Y-O-N-K-S Ago. Y-O-N-K-S Ago. Fact or fiction, we don't know. Y-O-N-K-S Ago. All right, here we are. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back indeed. Uh, look, I, I tried to keep it very succinct, the introduction yeah, this time. from your mistakes. No nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did press record as you were explaining that you had a mouthful of popping candy. <laughs> um, so, it was not my tightest uh, of introductions. It's okay. It was a little loose. But in terms of me, you know, sticking to the script, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, cool th- sets us in good stead. Mm-hmm. We are off to a... One of the more professional starts, uh, considering yeah. of recent times. Of recent times. Where I'd started to expand oh, my we've repertoire. We've had some shockers in the past. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> look back through the archives <laughs> yeah. and you'll see some of the dodgiest beginnings to an episode. Speaking of looking back through the archives. Yes, please. If I, if I have any season one stands listening right now, <laughs> you would know that we did Ned Kelly for season one. You, uh, Actually, stop what you're doing right now. Yeah. Go to episode 17. Mm-hmm. Go to the last eight minutes and re-listen to that banger wrap-up song. Because I re-listened to it yesterday. Yeah. Top tune. It's It's got a lot going on. It's relevant. It's snappy. It's got some the nice flow. musical, um, yeah. you know. Musical elements. S- elements, yes. Mm-hmm. And lyrically, I mean. Top tier. Nothing beats it really. Yeah, I don't think I could do better. No, me neither. I think you peaked. With my limited with skills. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, yeah. But, but where I was going with this point. Yes. Is that. What were we doing on the weekend, last weekend, Dad? Uh, we went on a road trip around we regional did. Victoria. Where did we go? Uh, we went to many places, yeah. but we brought it home, uh, going through the sleepy little town of Beverage. Mm-hmm. Beverage. And if my season one stands listening, yeah. you would know that that's where... Ned Kelly was born. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Uh, so that we, you know, we found a, a wooden statue of Ned Kelly erected mm-hmm. uh, in his honour in mm-hmm. Beverage. We did got ourselves a photo opportunity, cheeky pic, um, in honour of season one and all we learnt about yeah. the, the the great man himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also went to Ned Kelly's uh, home. We did built by Red Redwood uh, Ned himself. Redwood himself, <laughs> and um, the red bed and shed. <laughs> the red bed shed. He, there was a bed. There was a shed. Um, there were four coppers hiding under the bed. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, just a bit of sizzle. <laughs> a bit of sizzle. Um, so yeah, we we got a, a good bit of. Ned content yeah. uh, under our belt in the final stages of our road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite nostalgic. Yeah. It's, you know, historically relevant and also, you know, very pertinent to our... Sometimes it's good to look into your past. Yeah. And really just admire it, it's really. The, it's the, our state's past, you know, our, our nation's past. And, yeah. it's, um, and it's also our very recent past yeah. in, in podcasting terms. Mm-hmm. So do yourself a favour. If you're ever in Beverage, treat yourself. Mm, yeah, exactly. Have, uh, Ten minutes out of your day. Mm. I mean, you got to drive there. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you're in the area. Yeah. <laughs> make, make a day of it. Make a bloody day of Silly it. Silly day trip to beverage. Why wouldn't I'd you? Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. Would yeah. Ned again. Uh, but look, last episode, uh, let's not get caught up on season one when we are smack 
dab in the middle of season three right now. In a couple of years, we'll be going to barrel. <laughs> um, well, you would think so, though. I don't know how much respect we're going to have for the no. Don by the end of this season. It's yeah. rapidly plummeting. Uh, it took a real turn last episode where we've started to... Nah, all of our all of our people are a bit, a bit shady. Yeah, that's true. Dodge. But we're starting to suspect that our man Don Bradman might have an even darker edge yeah, than even I'm we like... first suspected. Got like not very much respect for Don. I I did have a lot of respect for Ned just for being a legend. Yeah, he might be the secret criminal uh, mastermind that we never even, no one's even suspected. Yeah, that's how clever this Don is. He's wily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to see, you know, I'm starting to put two and two together. I'm starting to scratch yeah. beneath the surface and see some things. Um, He's very sus. So, look, I did do a little bit deep. We were talking about all the coincidences and things that yeah. have happened uh, and that people that go against Don or, or stand in Don's way Something's, seem to, um, yeah. you know, seem to get moved on. <laughs> um, moved on? Yeah. And so <laughs> we, we talked a little bit about how it started possibly as early as Archie Jackson, who yeah. was Don's initial rival in the, in the national team. Yeah. He was Don but better. Exactly. Was the was the official report, the unofficial report mm. about Archie Jackson, Don Bradman, but better. Exactly. Um, but his career was cut down in its prime by boils and illnesses and tuberculosis. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, the Don's legacy yeah. far, far reckon, surpassed Archie Jackson. Do you reckon Don like, gave his, him boils? Well, here's what I've discovered when I w- went back. The Archie Jackson story that we delved into, we, yeah. we, we've talked about this and – but at the time, we were we were unsuspecting, we were naive. Uh, yeah. But now, reading this story through the new lens, we were on Zoom. Dad. I know the oh, Zoom episodes yeah. when I was in Sydney, um, and you, Dang. you know, I was going to the SCG where the Don Bradman yeah. stand is. Um, Come a long way. But now, now that we've we can look back on this with this new lens of is Don evil. Um, and yes. so let's let's see. so this was when they went on their first. Um, Archie Jackson and Don Bradman had both been selected. They were the new boys on the team. Yeah. Archie Jackson was held in slightly higher regard than Don Bradman. Yeah. Um, but Don Bradman was seen to be like the spare, you know, you know, if anything happens to Archie, we, you know, yeah. Don's there if we need. Yeah. Um, the youth, they were the future of cricket. <laughs> um, but everyone was putting their 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 money bets, on, their money yeah. on Archie. So um, was I. And so They've both been selected and they're on the train travelling south to um, to play probably um, Vic- in uh, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don has realised that life on the – you know, they're on a train heading down and he's realised life's a bit tough um, on the train. <laughs> um, and he's saying he tossed and turned in the stifling compartment and had to angle the fan so that it blew on his face but he still could not go to sleep. When the train reached Broken Hill <gasps> – he had a weeping eye, which the team manager uh-huh. diagnosed as the result of a cold. All right? So just the standard, you know, he had a bit of a red eye. He was looking directly into the fan. Yeah, something <laughs> while he was trying to sleep. So Don was confined to bed on the first day while the everyone else went off I down knew- to the silver mines and went sightseeing. So he's left alone with, with the tour stuff. Very right? sussy. Um, everyone else goes sightseeing. Don's left because of his weepy eye. Yeah, he's right. getting up to some mad mischief. The next person to fall foul on this tour was Archie Jackson. Yeah, what? Who got a boil on his knee. What? He's just putting boil juice in his bedding. Don, left alone with everyone's stuff for the day. 
As if. And then straight after that, yeah. Archie Jackson gets a boil on his knee. Yeah, because me and Bonnie both went down with, like, because it's very it, contagious. It's contagious. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Now, this obviously was a Bro. stroke of luck for Don. He slept <laughs> tight the following night in a stationary hotel and so, okay. apparently sweated out the cold and was right as rain so, the next so, day. So he was up all night scheming. <laughs> yes. And like, what am I? Yep. And then he like looked into the fan and yep. was like, oh, gave no, himself, my, my Gave himself eye. contaminated eye. My and then he just got right into Archie Jackson's as gear. If, Clearly, as if. Archie Jackson gets a boil and then the team doctor declares that the uh, that Archie Jackson is unfit, um, but he passed Don, who had now recovered, to play. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, – and this was just the – from then on, Don was held in higher regard because he, he got the jump on Archie yeah. Jackson. Suspicious? Oh. That's way too suspicious, especially with what we know now. But when you're not thinking suspiciously, you're just like, oh, Don got a sore eye and yeah. then Archie, oh, what a you know, cursed trip they were having. Yeah, but yeah. when you put two and two together, um, and so then obviously um, later on, Harry Hodgetts, uh, oh, bef- the next, the two people in the Bodyline series, the big, the big movers and shakers in the Bodyline series, that went against Don Bradman, obviously, yeah. were uh, Larwood, who who um, dominated Bowler. dominated the yeah. bowling mm-hmm. um, and dominated Australia with the ball with his bodyline tactics, yeah. and their captain, Douglas Jardine. They didn't turn up to the next tour. They never played uh, in an Ashes what? match again. Larwood never played for England again. Jardine at least played for um, England a couple more times, but yeah. never against Australia. But these two who went against, who who, who brought Don Bradman down yeah. with their bottom line tactics, never played an Ashes test what again. What is this? I know. Now, we were talking about Harry Hodgetts and how it was convenient. Harry Hodgetts uh, that obviously Don Bradman went to Sent work to as jail. a stockbroker. <laughs> and then Harry Hodgetts' uh, stockbroking firm went into bankruptcy because yeah. of some dodgy dealings that apparently um, – uh, you know, Don Bradman had nothing to do with. Yeah. Um, and then not long after, Don Bradman started his own stockbroking firm and got all of Harry's clients <laughs> and also took Harry's spot on the South Australian Cricket Board. Well, Everything worked out good. chilling in jail and Harry's gone. Harry's gone behind bars to have a good long hard think about what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when you're reading this, you're like, oh, gee, that's, that's, that's an interesting little thing. Yeah. But you're not thinking suspiciously so you don't put two and two together. But I, I was a thinking little, suspiciously. I dug a little deeper. And we aren't the first people um, to go down this route. And in fact, uh, not long after he died, all right, the family of the late Sir Donald Bradman have denied allegations. So this was just after he died. Mm-hmm. Have denied allegations that the world's greatest batsman contributed to the demise of his former stockbroking boss so that he could start his own business. The allegations of impropriety and opportunism rocked the Australian cricket fraternity this week and left a cloud hanging over the memory of the nation's most celebrated sportsman. Um, so, look, I could probably look even deeper into this because someone's uh, written yeah. a, a whole story called The Don We Never Knew, which is where we're heading now. All right. Um, so, basically, it's confirmed. The story <laughs> focuses on the 1945 collapse of um, the stock of Harry Hat. Harry Hodgetts stockbroking firm, mm. which Bradman joined in 1935. Okay. Um, so the piece says the controversy erupted further when Bradman held a series of secret meetings with the official receiver. So when Harry Hodgetts went into bankruptcy, Don Bradman had a secret meeting with the people who were organising the um, dissolution Ayo. of Harry Hodgetts' firm. 
So he had a secret meeting. This cleared the way for him to take control of Harry Hodgetts and its 4,000 clients. Nah, if you're having secret meetings, you're definitely up to no good. Up to zero good. Um, So apparently, it was only 48 hours after Hodgetts declared bankruptcy that the receiver allowed the new firm of Don Bradman and Co. to start trading from Hodgetts' fully furnished offices. They definitely glossed over that in this book. Even if, like, even if it's like he like didn't do anything to cause like nothing to do with the bankruptcy, that's still like dog. Like that's a dog act. Like you dogged your friend by doing that. So he got permission to operate from Harry Hodgett's fully furnished office and to use <laughs> and to have full access to his client list without charge. As if. Um, this apparently raised eyebrows all over Adelaide for several reasons. There were questions of whether the receiver had time to properly evaluate the horrible distorted accounts. Um, Not only did they gloss over this in this book, but they sugarcoated it and was like, oh, he had to, yeah, he, had he to worked about really it. hard and he decided <laughs> yeah. that he was going to create his own firm, you know? Wild. People accused Bradman of stealing the goodwill of the company and basically they were right, said Tom Phillips, uh, a former long-serving Adelaide Stock Exchange president. Yeah, I'm with Tom Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't looked uh, further into that, but I mean... No need to. I mean, it's all, it's, blatant. it's all clear as day. So what we were just joking about uh, is actually basically fact. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we don't often care if it's fact or fiction, if we say it, it's, it's fact enough. Same same thing in my mind. But we're getting backed up by the full might of the media right now. But I will say none of this came out when Don Bradman was alive yeah. because you can't take on the Don. Exactly. Because you, what else would you take You're on the Don? Die, go to jail. Yeah. Some other. Some, some <laughs> ill fate will. will yeah. f- in fact, I'm worried about us right now. Yeah. Look, we're going a little too hard on the Don. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, recently, your phone died. Coincidence? My, on my birthday as well. On your birthday. Yeah. Not long after we released an episode where we went hard on the Don. Oh, you know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. In fact, think about anything that's gone wrong since we did that episode. We went to an op shop that was closed. They changed their trading hours. Yeah, but we also went to a really good op shop. That's true. They didn't know we were coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying it's conspiracy. Um, it's a big conspiracy, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep digging. I'm gonna yeah. keep, I'm gonna try to find We've out come more. This far. I know. Um, so look to gonna say, do, gonna do it for my main man Archie Jackson and my other main man Harry. Absolutely boil bombed him. Can't believe it. Boil bombed. him. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. A boil. No. I wouldn't wish a boil on my worst enemy. And it's. I mean, I, I couldn't walk, Dad. I couldn't walk. Either kid, Archie Jackson took out my whole leg. <laughs> I know. That's why I was so ingenious at Don Bradman. Give me 24 hours alone he, in this room, and I will. He was Archie up Jackson all night out. scheming and he schemed real good. I mean, if it, it, yeah, you've got to keep, take your hat off. You've got to doff, <laughs> doff the hat to the Don because when he schemes, he schemes good. Yeah. You know, oh, this guy's my main rival. How can I get rid of him? I mean, all I need is a few hours alone in the yeah. room. How do I make that happen? Bang, nailed yeah. it. Absolutely achieved his goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's got a stockbroking firm. He's He's... Taught me as much as he can. <laughs> How do I take over his business without, you know, getting into trouble? Bang. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, oh, these two people really annoyed me when they played cricket against me. Just got to write a few letters to the <laughs> cricket board, suggest a few new laws and yeah. also suggest that maybe these guys should never play cricket again. Yeah. Bang. Oh, they're it. not going to let me take my wife to yeah. this cricket Who thing? I need because most of my work is done by her. Bang. Yeah. He, when, when he schemes, he schemes good. Yeah. 
So you cannot deny the scheming. If anything, that's what he should be famous for. Because mm-hmm. what we've also learned is his cricket legacy is a little bit sus yeah. at best. <laughs> anyway. Yes, he could play cricket, but his outstanding record is due to outside factors. Yep. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, um, his scheming is second to none. Yep. That's where we should be celebrating this mm-hmm. man. No one schemes like the Don. Um, but let's get back to his cricketing and he's also prowess. Had every every illness in the book. Right. <laughs> hey, if, yeah, if you want to get out of a war, <laughs> no one gets out of the war like the Don. Yeah. He knows every disease that you can claim to have that yeah. can't be proved by a doctor. Yeah. So it might not stand to this day. Like we might know about them now. So you got to find some new ones. Yeah. If you want to get to Don level scheming, uh, yeah. Just do-, do a quick Google of which diseases you need to claim. Yeah. Um, Lyme disease probably worked for a bit, but probably doesn't work as much now. Um, anyway, so look, I don't want to put it out there. You do your own research, yeah. find your own way. But if the Don can do it, so can you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, now let me find my cricketing because the my cricketing. Ah, oh, no. So we're at, the England team has uh, landed back on their sh- on their shores for the 1946-47 Ashes. On our shores? On our shores, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we went to – yes, apologies. Uh, okay. We went to uh, England and retained the Ashes. Yeah, we did. Uh, and now they've come here. So this is what it says about this uh, series. Few seasons have created so much advanced interest as the 1946-47 Ashes Tour – this was a tour that had been planned for 1940-41, but mm-hmm. was obviously cancelled for reasons. Obviously. Obvious reasons. The Australian Board of Control asked for a rapid resumption of Test cricket to revive the sport in Australia, uh, which had not hosted a Test match since 1937. Their mm-hmm. case was made in... Oh, so yeah, They haven't been to England yet, have they? Uh, no, they went like, like... I feel like they did like... Right before, like when the war was brewing. Yes, that's the one they Do you remember went. That? Yes, uh, I knew they'd been. Like, but it was before the war. When was that? Like so, bef- like yeah. 19- so they haven't had an Ashes series since the since the war got yeah. going full proper. Yeah, uh, my mistake. So this is their first attempt at uh, getting cricket up and running. So the Australian Board of Control had said, "Please let's play cricket. Everyone needs it." Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yes, because they hadn't played a Test match in Australia since 1937. Their case was made in person to them. MCC, the Marleybone Cricket Club, mm-hmm. who reluctantly agreed. Um, Don Bradman made them. as it, uh, But they, they were on board because they wanted to re-establish cricketing relations and they also needed money to yeah. rebuild cricket in post-war Britain. Uh, so they're like, yeah, look, our mind's not really on the game. Yeah. We've just been through – we've got yeah. PS. PTSD. PTSD, thank you. Um, But I guess you make some good points. We need the cash and we we, we might as well get it started. Let's let's get the morale back up. Yes, indeed. Um, And so the MCC asked Wally Hammond to to captain a side in a goodwill tour, they were calling it. Yeah. And he was told that good sportsmanship was more important than winning the series (laughs) – which could be seriously contested later in the 1948 Ashes series. So they're like, 1948 is yeah. when we're going to get going for proper. Yeah. But this one's more of a like, how good's cricket? Yeah. How, you know, they're just, they're we just, fought together in the they're war. They're just taking the easy way out because they know they're going to lose. Yeah. So they're like, no, nah, we're just doing a cheeky little yeah. friendly match, guys. Um, we're not for reals. <laughs> uh, so as a result, Wally Hammond looked at the tour as an extended holiday. <laughs> But this was a view that was not shared by Don Bradman, Ugh. who was determined to win. 
And this, okay. this led to a strained relationship between the two captains. The tour itself was a great success as crowds flocked to see the matches. Yeah, yeah. So they all made sweet bank, of course. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the English came over in a spirit of goodwill. Yeah. And Dob Bremen said, not on my watch. Nah, Team Wally. <laughs> Bro didn't even fight in the war. No, like, he's like, what? I, when did the war happen? <laughs> um, so the first test is in Brisbane. Um, mm-hmm. And who wins the toss? England. Australia. Yeah, should've, should've Australia guessed. wins the toss. <laughs> now, let me get this started for you. Um, I'll let, I've got to. I've got to read out the. It's basically a whole new cast of characters that we've got to get across. Oh, I love a new cast. Um, there's eight new Australian debutantes. There's, eight. Yeah, the whole team. Uh, yeah, there's Ian Johnson, Ray Lindwell, Keith Miller, who Keithy. is is very famous uh, as like a incredibly good looking, athletic. Way uh, Keith. Everyone loved Keith Miller. <laughs> Arthur Morris, Don Talon, Ernie Another Toshak, Don. George Tribe, and. The person with the best name I've ever heard of in cricket, yeah. but he mustn't have done too good because I've never heard it before, <laughs> Colin McCool. <laughs> no way. Colin McCool. Colin McCool. <laughs> That's the best name I've ever heard. Yeah, so Colin McCool's in the side. I've got yeah. high hopes for Colin they McCool. They only put him on the side because of his McCool name. Mm-hmm. So, look, Australia won the toss and uh, elected to bat. Uh, Australia lost two wickets uh, quickly. Bradman came out Lame. there. Now here's a little here's a little interesting tidbit for you. Yeah. Bradman had only made 28 runs when he played um Bill Voce. What? Uh, uh sorry, uh the bowler. Oh, okay. <laughs> when he edged Voce into the slips, Jack Iken caught the ball and threw it high in the air. Enjoy. He had caught the great Don Bradman and Australia were three down for under 100 on a good wicket. Yeah. That was how it looked to Iken and to the English players and some of the crowd. And that was how it looked to uh, Keith Miller, who's writing this, sitting in the dressing room. Uh, Bradman, however, thought it was a bump ball and refused to walk. What's that? Like he, that he hit the ball into the ground the yeah. um, so that it wasn't a catch. Oh, my God. He's giving lame and energy. So he was fully entitled to, you know, you're allowed to stand your ground. Um, yeah. The umpire gave him not out and he went on to make 187 what? of Australia's total of 645. So did the umpire originally give it out and then? No, no. The Apparently, the they hardly even appealed because they were, it was they were, Thought it was so obviously out. They just like, you're out. They started congratulating each other, realised that he hadn't walked and they were like, how's that? And the umpire's like, um, not out? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, the Don thinks he's not out. So which umpire in in post-war Australia where they're trying to get cricket excited, where they're, trying to, where they're trying to build the morale of the country, which umpire is going to give Don Bradman out when he's standing there going, I'm not out? No umpire. That's which umpire. Um so, what? look, he went on to make 187, but did he really? Mm. Wait, are, it, have there ever been like um, like shady umpires? Like, yes. Um, like scandals where it's like yeah. that's a biased umpire? Yeah, yeah, there's corrupt umpires. Surely they should just have like an umpire come from a different country. I so think it's like they have 
started doing that, or they might have changed it recently. But yeah, they used but to like have definitely in like the World Cup, surely. Yeah, neutral umpires yeah, is definitely get, like, a thing. Yolo swag. Um, so look, um, that's gotten the series off to a very Don Bradman start, hasn't it? Um, so what did he end up making? 187. Lame. <laughs> yeah, um, but the obviously. England were not happy with the situation. Australia, though, however, went on to make 645. Whoa. And then Australia were – no, sorry. Australia made 645. England were all out for 141 and forced mm. to follow on. And then they were all out for 172. Keith Miller got seven for 60 in the first innings. Whoa. Keith Miller, good-looking rooster. Yeah. <laughs> Was he fast Just bowler? Got a, like fast medium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but got him out with his good looks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just – you couldn't focus. Gave him a, like, you know, in the cartoons when they smile and it does a little like – what is it? The little like glint thingy? Yeah. And you know what Keith Miller did? He, he fought in the war. Did he? Yeah, he was a fighter pilot, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I could be making that up. No, he was. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's have a little look-see on Keith Miller. <laughs> uh, but now that I'm talking him up, maybe he's uh, – again, we probably shouldn't dig too deep. I will find yeah. out he's got a shady past as well. But – um. Yes, Australian Test Cricketer and Royal Australian Air Force Pilot during World War II. Slay. Uh, Miller is widely regarded as Australia's greatest ever all-rounder. Mm. His ability, a reverent manner. Perry, surely. His ability, a reverent manner and good looks made him a crowd favourite. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, English journalist Ian Wooldridge called Miller the golden boy of cricket, leading to his being, him being nicknamed Nugget. That's not the greatest nickname I've ever heard. It's like gold. Hey, Nugget. Mm, <laughs> Nuggets. I, I'd say it's not the nicest word, but I reckon if your nickname's Nugget, you'd like it. Because he's just so cute. Yeah. He's so good looking. I just think. Like a little nugget. Yeah. I like uh, Nugget's got a, an endearing sound. Like if it's someone called Nugget, you like it's them. It's giving like childlike. Nothing wrong with child. <laughs> Miller was also a successful Australian rules footballer. He played yeah, he for St Kilda and was selected to represent Victorian state team. He played 50 games for St Kilda for whom he kicked eight goals in one wow. game against North Melbourne during 1941. Eight goals in one game. Yeah. Sheesh. Miller's personality, love of the contest rather than victory and his larger-than-life rebelliousness and carousing helped <laughs> both shape and limit his cricketing career. So he was a bit of a party boy. Yeah. Give me uh, Nancy Wake. Uh, he was basically the opposite of Don Bradman, yeah. is what people say. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look, hats off to Keith. Hats off yeah. to Keith Nuggets Miller. Yeah. Um, if you can think of a better surname, go for it. Uh, not not surname, nickname. nickname. You can't really change your um, surname. So anything other than <laughs> Nugget, basically. <laughs> anything other than Nugget is where Terrible. we're heading. Yeah, so look. Australia comfortably won the first test um, without even particularly trying too hard. Uh, (laughs) But look, if you're going to keep giving Don Bradman not out when he's out, it's it's going to be hard to lose that test, isn't it? It's us, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the English must have been really feeling like there wasn't much goodwill on this tour, on this goodwill tour. Where's the goodwill, lads? Yeah. yeah. Why, lads? We came over here for a laugh. Yeah, we're, and we're not laughing. Where's the banter? <laughs> where's the banter, lads? Um, but look, Don Bradman wasn't there for the bants. Not yeah. interested. Never bantered in his life. So then they came down to England. Uh, England I am struggling to say the right words. Then they came down to Melbourne for the second <laughs> test. Uh, who won the toss? 
Australia. England. Get stopped, <laughs> England won the toss and elected to bat. They made 255. Then Australia came in and made 659. Don Bradman <laughs> made 234 of them. How many times did he get out? I mean, at least five, surely. <laughs> at least five times. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Does it say any? No, there's no interesting uh, scandal. Dang, s- scandal I love a points scandal. mentioned in there. Okay, but well, what I will say, oh, while we're while we're in this timeline, I did realise during this time, just before the second test, I think mm. uh, I've got to find my part in my it's book. All right, uh, I can get there. You know, I can. You can. Um, so just before the. Second test. So oh, we just have talked about the second test. Yeah. So I'm, I've, I've gotten a little bit out of That's out of right. kilter. That's all right. You gotta you gotta forgive me. But just before the second test, Bradman's name and fame got him into potential trouble with the Adelaide Stock Exchange at the end of the Ayo. first test at Brisbane. A photograph was flashed around oh. the country showing a group of men outside his uh, broking office while he was making his 162 not out on the first day. Uh, it had a nice symbolic touch. The name Don Bradman & Co. Stock, Share and Investment Broker was visible above an earnest-looking pipe-smoking army sergeant and a knot of suited, hatted gentlemen. Um, what? The cricketer himself was thousands of kilometres away in Brisbane, but the powers that, uh, that be were at the, exge- at the exchange accused him of breaking the rules by advertising. So there must have been rules about uh, broking firms advertising... And uh, this photograph that got shipped around, uh, you know, was outside the rules of what you could oh, do to advertise your broking firm. I see. It had his name. Yes. Um, so, Bradman said it happened because of the jealousies of one or two members and because of the way the business was progressing. I told them I could not control the press, nor had I encouraged such publicity. So, he's just like, I had nothing to do with it. You're just jealous of how well Don Brabant and Co's going. You know what? And if we weren't looking through this suspicious lens, we'd go, he's probably right. Don Brabant's right. He's the Don. Yeah. But if we're looking through our more factual lens that we now know to be true, I'm like, he definitely got that photo put out there. Yeah. Uh, He's willing to do anything it takes. No, I reckon he was just, he didn't know that rule. He was too silly. He was too dumb. (laughs) He just didn't know that rule. He just like, didn't know. But he's like, so what? what?" Yeah, so then he flipped the the script and was like, like, wasn't me. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I was, I was scoring 162 not out for your yeah. country. How could I? You're going to yeah. get mad at the Don? Yeah. What was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Absolute he was nonsense. Like, oh, let me chuck this cheeky pic of these, yeah. these cool little guys outside my firm. Absolutely. And then he was like, oopsie, <laughs> not allowed to do that. Um, oh, but look, you know who absolutely saved the day in this um, second test? McCool. Colin McCool. Yeah, he's too McCool for you. He's cool. too McCool. Uh, yeah, he took uh, five for 109 in the it. second innings to uh, absolutely. Is he a just, cheeky spin? Cheeky spin. Yeah, I think he is. What's yeah. it say about our man Colin McCool? Uh, the teasing spin of Way Colin McCool. Oh. I don't mm. know. I'm just picturing like he's giving he's giving lion vibes, except with a different personality. Mm, absolutely. Should we? <laughs> Should we try to find out a little bit more about Colin McCool yeah, or, get, while we're learning about it. the Let's new breed? Let's see how McCool he is. Oh, <laughs> uh, look. <laughs> the very first thing I read makes him slightly less cool. Oh, dear. Just his middle name is Leslie. That's, it makes, what? 
Kurt. Colin Leslie McCool. What's wrong with that's cool? Just, as. Is it is it cool? Colin, yeah, Leslie. All right, Leslie's so a good name. It's past the Millie test. All right, get stuffed. I know you're trying to shame his middle name. <laughs> it just wasn't like oh, your name. Like your middle name isn't Mark. <laughs> well, look, you weren't on board Nuggets as a nickname. I was. I'm not on board Leslie as a middle name. And I'm and you are right both times. <laughs> okay. Imagine imagine people going around calling you Nugget I, I as get, a fully grown like adult. I'd get on board. I mean, if if any of the nugget. yonky doodles it's out giving... there want to start calling me Nugget, no, it's it's not. It's like <laughs> no. Um, but also, uh, look, my my nan's name was Leslie, so I'm not trying to sh- shame the word, yeah. the name Leslie. I just didn't think it didn't it fit, fit the McCool the vibe. High, the high bar yeah. of Colin McCool. Yeah, um, oh, I think it's I think it's Slay. Okay, Colin Leslie McCool. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Slaying. Uh, uh, uh. Also, your your middle name's cool, Dad. Thanks, what, man. Works with your name. I wasn't trying to shame you either. Look, accounts of McCool. Uh, this is his personality and personal life. Uh, says that he was off the field. He was a quiet man. Yeah, he was. He was a contemplative pipe smoker in the corner <laughs> of the dressing room. <laughs> just puffing on a pipe, just in the dressing room. Uh, not really up for a chat. No, definitely McCool vibes. Uh, yeah, he was too McCool for school. Yeah. Uh, he was somewhat intolerant of others who appeared less committed than he was, so he had no time for slackers. Mm. Uh, occasionally, some of the younger players didn't relish the way he treated them. All right, bit of a bully. Maybe they also resented that his salary was well in excess of those. So you got to pay. Uh. If you want McCool to play for you, <laughs> yeah. you got to shell out the cash. Um, he thought about the game a lot. Many Australian cricketers do. More than English cricketers probably. But, Ma- but McCool was in some ways an untypical Australian. He had a diffidence and gentleness which do not always spring to mind as familiar... Australian qualities, but he had plenty of Australian determination. So he sounds like a quiet gentleman um, who just wanted to, you know, get paid a lot of money to play the game at an elite level and didn't want to hang out with people who weren't also there to play at an elite level. Spent more time thinking about the game than playing the game, I'd say. Um, So look, yeah, I I can get on board McCool. Yeah. He's, he's, He's a whole vibe. Yeah. Gibson wrote that McCool did not quite come to terms with uh, with England. Uh, he missed the sunshine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and he missed uh, he said the Australian beer was better. Oh wait. <laughs> All right. Jeez, judgmental. I think he's one of those people that like likes like likes living their life a certain way, and if anything changes about it, they like, get all pissy and they're like, oh. Um, my mum makes my lunch like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like those types of people. That's what I think the McCool vibe is. Yeah. Uh, look, there was a Somerset committee member uh, who liked and admired uh, Colin McCool and would greet him by saying, Morning, McCool. The committee member was seeking to be courteous. He would have thought it pompous to say Mr. McCool and uh, impertinent to say Colin. So he just would say McCool. Uh, but cool. it infuriated Colin. He thought it a reflection on his status. He would have preferred something like, Hi, Cole, you old bastard. <laughs> the worlds were too far apart. Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> That's just someone's opinion, by the way. That whole paragraph yeah. is just someone like going, I-, I guess this is probably what was going yeah, on. Yeah, what? M- morning, McCool. He heard that once. He went, I wonder how everyone feels about that. I bet Colin annoyed and wishes he'd call him an old bastard. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's a little slice of no, Colin no, no, McCool. Sorry to get McCool, distracted. McCool actually wrote this. So he's at his computer <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. I- Call me old bastard. <laughs> Colin Leslie old bastard McCool. <laughs> that's what they call me. Um, third... Uh, third... Sorry, third test... Sorry, the second test was in Sydney. I said it was in Melbourne, but the, the third test is in Melbourne. Alrighty. Uh, so, who wins the toss in Melbourne? It's Australia. Australia does win the Let's toss. Go. You are back on it. Your Let's first, go. your first win. So, Australia. Uh, sorry, did I even get through the? Yes, I did. Australia won the second test. So they won the first two tests. I believe they just need to draw this test to retain the Ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, third test in Melbourne. Australia wins the toss, elects to bat. Bradman makes 79. Wow. But the top scorer for this innings on 104, Colin Leslie McCool. <laughs> McCool has just absolutely come Leo. out. Just Isn't a, he a bowler? He's a bowler, Leo. mate. Isn't he at the end, like the last the he's, last? He's just about the, the worst of them. Yeah. Uh, but he has <laughs> chopped out 104 well-earned runs and got Australia to 365. Slay. Uh, then England's made 351, so about even at this stage. Yeah. Then Australia's gone on to make 536. Um, wow. The runs were just kind of spread. Arthur Morris got 155. Uh, and then the match was drawn. Uh, England, seven for 310. So the match was drawn, which means we've retained the Ashes. Uh, but, uh, you know, we could still not win the series. It could be drawn series. Yeah. We'll see how we go. I've got to find the fourth test. <laughs> Good on you, Colin McCool. Now, apparently, Colin McCool, because he uh, made 104 runs in that test, a someone awarded him 104 pounds <laughs> as a uh, as a prize, and he Just took some... that money and used it as a house deposit, oh. which you could do back in the day. 104 pounds yeah. was enough to <laughs> secure you a house back in the day. Uh, so he was pretty happy with himself, Colin McCool. <laughs> Pretty happy. Uh, now we're at the fourth test in Adelaide. Who wins the toss? England. England does yes! win the toss. You have bounced right back. Uh, England makes 460 and then Australia makes 487. So we've got the edge in front. Keith yep. Miller. Nuggets makes 141. Slade. Not out. Too easy. No mention of Don Bradman. He's gone quiet. Um, and... Then England makes 340 declared and oh, the match is just drawn, just runs out. Everyone's just scoring runs willy-nilly. Yeah. Uh, Don Bradman made 56 not out in the second Lame. innings but like in a pointless endeavour where nothing <laughs> happened and it was petering out to a boring draw. Um, so we're winning the series 2-0 with one test to go. It's just pride now for England. Can they do anything? Uh, we're back in Sydney for the fifth test. Who wins the toss? Australia. England. Yeah. Oh, so you ended up with a two to th- yeah. you were down two three in the series That's with your head toss head yeah. toss <laughs> with your head toss coins. <laughs> um, England wins the toss. Alex to bat two hundred and eighty. Australia not quite up to the t- 
pass gets 253, but then they skittle England for 186. And Whoa. who skittles on the most? Colin McCool. Yeah. He's had a good series. Yeah. Colin <laughs> Leslie McCool came to play. Five for 54. Five for 44. Uh, and then we get the runs. 214 needed. We get them. Don Bradman makes 63 of those runs. 63. And Australia wins by five wickets and wins the series 3 nil. Slay. Uh, so a dominant performance from Australia in the end. Uh, you'd have to say well played by Keith Miller and Colin McCool, mm-hmm. the two players we did a, a little dive into. Yeah. Uh, and a classically, you know, Bradman-esque effort of scoring lots of runs sometimes and none at other oh, times yeah. and refusing to go uh, t- to be given out by umpires yeah. who were too scared to say you're out. <laughs> so that's probably where you made most of your runs. Yeah. You've got to... Clean bowl, Don Bradman, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So that no, the umpire's got no, no say in it. Yeah. Just clean bowled. Yeah. Otherwise. LBW, nah. It's yeah. going down leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, caught behind? Mm, nah. No. Didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't hear it. Caught anywhere else? Nah. Bump ball. Yeah. <laughs> Bump ball. Literally, no ball. Yeah. No ball even. No ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they could do that with bowl as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No ball. No, but back, I think back in these days, they called the no ball earlier. I think it was from the back foot. Yeah. So, it was yeah. back foot no balls. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, if you really want to get them out, you got to not even touch. You got to go further behind the line, not even touch the line no. and bowl him. Yeah. <laughs> so 100%. Can't even be called a no ball. And I think that's what they were doing. That's the yeah. only way. It's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so look, we've uh, that's all. We've prattled on because we've got two podcasts going simultaneously now. We've got Don Bradman's cricketing life and Don Bradman, the criminal mastermind um, expose. Uh, so we had to sort of spend a little bit of time on each, which yeah. has led to a slightly longer podcast than usual. Um, Whatever. But we'll see what more dirt I've uncovered next week, uh, and we'll see. Right. How their next Ashes encounter goes, or mm. the next cricketing? Did we hear anything from Jesse this episode? Hope she's okay. Um, I did. Uh, there was something about Jesse in here where it did. I remember it mentioned that she was doing all the bookworks at the Broking <laughs> Firm, and I was like, oh, they're finally admitting that she's just there doing yeah. all the work. <laughs> they're trying to say she's just keeping the books, but yeah, she's actually keeping yeah. the whole business running. Yeah. <laughs> She is the business. She's the business. She's 100% the business. Uh, so, look, uh, the plot thickens. Yeah. Um, this, the stain on our national character <laughs> grows ever darker. Uh, so, let us, let us find out how, how deep we go down the Excited. rabbit hole in the next episode of Yonks Ago! Yonks Ago!